Journey to Organization, episode 125, Making a Zero Waste Bar Mitzvah. You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman, advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Hello and welcome to Journey to Organization. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagan Begone Personal Organization, and today I want to talk to you about my son's recent bar mitzvah. Now, I like to try to keep my kids sort of under wraps and, <laughs> you know, and try to keep them private because I don't like to share a lot of information about them because I feel like it's a lot of what I say is private for them, not so much for me, but for them. And I don't want to, you know, invade on their privacy. But I think it's important to sort of say sort of how I managed uh, getting out my son's bar mitzvah. Um, as a lot of you know, it's been there's been some, you know, stuff going on for me. My mom uh, is not well. And, you know, making a bar mitzvah can be sort of stressful. But uh, I think that I did a really good job. (laughs) That's what everybody keeps telling me. So I hope that everybody is telling me the truth. Um, I felt really happy with the results from the bar mitzvah. And I felt that, you know, there were things that I could have done better. I feel like because, you know, that's always the case. But the thing that for me was the most important feeling that I walked away from it was that for the most part, I didn't feel stressed out about it. And I didn't uh, get overly upset about it. And the thing that I kept repeating to myself whenever something wouldn't quite go the way I had envisioned it or uh, the way that I had hoped it would be was I said, you know, I refuse to get upset about a happy occasion. And I just kept repeating that to myself. Like I would just say, I just refuse to get upset about this because this is a happy occasion. It'll be fine. Everybody's going to have a great time. And, and it worked. (laughs) Um, Being able to not to say that to myself and then not get stressed out about the situation, I think is what allowed everybody to just have a great, great time. Um, And I think that that's, the whole point of having these kind of events, like you're supposed to celebrate, they're not supposed to be stressful, they're not supposed to be, you know, (laughs) irritating, they're supposed to be fun and amazing and, and spiritual. And I feel like for us, the, the whole, the whole week was definitely uh, an amazing experience. So I want to go about just explaining what we did. And maybe a little bit about how I organized it. Okay, so Basically, what happened is, obviously, we live in Israel, and we have a lot of family who lives in America, and, you know, the number of people fluctuated (laughs) who was coming, who wasn't coming, who could come, who couldn't come, all of a sudden, and, you know, at the last minute, we were less, fewer than we thought we would be, Uh, but it all worked out, and it was fine, but, you know, still we had, like, about, you know, 20 people, 25 people coming from uh, America. And, you know, when you have a lot of guests coming from out of town to a place that they don't know, um, especially when they've traveled such a far distance, you know, from the East Coast or or Middle America to to Israel, you know, you need to take care of them. So um, everybody was arriving at different days. We either arranged pickups for people with car services at the airport, or we did pickups ourselves. Uh, That was great. going to the airport like 25 times, right? <laughs> so so that was one thing we did. We we tried to really um, make sure that we could coordinate 
everybody's arrivals and departures. And one of the things that really, really helped me and made the situation manageable was a spreadsheet that I shared with my husband and I shared with the tour guide agent, um, the travel agent. And that was really helpful in determining who was coming when. Um, And it also made it simpler to share information. So when I was able to put down, like so-and-so was arriving on such and such day, um, then I didn't have to go back with the person who was arranging the hotels like a million times because they could just see the information. If there was question, they would know exactly what days to book the hotels for. So so that was really helpful. And I'll get to that, that aspect of hotels in a minute. Um, but just keeping a record of, of when everybody was coming in and when everybody was leaving was just helpful in planning who was going to be where, when, and who needed to be if there were special circumstances, like if somebody needed to be at the airport or if somebody needed to be, you know, (laughs) uh, not at the airport, at our house or wherever it was. Um, so, So that's number one. Number two was that, you know, there were a lot of meals to feed people for. And so, um, a lot of people came, some people came in Sunday, some people came in Monday, some people came in Wednesday, <laughs> some people came in Tuesday, like everybody was coming in on different days. So the bar mitzvah was actually Thursday morning, which was great because we got to take pictures. Um, we took family, we took great family pictures. We got like authentic pictures of my son actually like reading the Torah and putting on his tefillin and doing Birkat Kohanim. That was amazing, getting pictures of Birkat Kohanim. Like on Shabbat, you certainly can't do that. But, you know, in Israel, since we do Birkat Kohanim every day, um, you know, that was like really amazing. It was really nice to see to see my husband and my father-in-law and my two sons and my brother-in-law and his son and my other brother-in-law all doing it together and like a few of our friends. And it was just like a really nice uh, experience that was great to be, you know, captured on film, everybody standing on the bima, right? So that was, that was an advantage to doing it Thursday morning. Additionally, we had a small event just for family in a hotel on Shabbos. So he, my son read the Torah again on Shabbat and he did the Haftar on Shabbat. Um, so we had like an opportunity for him to do it like more low key with just family. Um, and anyways, you know, during the week, the, the Torah portion is shorter. So, you know, cause it's only one Aliyah of the portion. So it was a little less stressful for him in terms of performance. He got to do it again on Shabbat and it was really like just a nice experience for him. So so the bar mitzvah itself was on Thursday morning and like I said, we had Shabbat in a hotel with just family and a few of my son's friends walked over and that was great too. Um, And during the week though, (laughs) there was a lot going on. Okay, so what, what we did really was Tuesday night, we had, uh, well, Monday night, we had some guests. So we ordered Chinese. Tuesday night, we had some guests. So we ordered hamburgers. Wednesday night, we had some guests. So we ordered pizza. And it was really nice because it was just, it just made, and we also made some pasta. um, And it was really nice because we were able to just order what we needed. And I didn't have to stand and cook for all the extra people who needed to be fed, but didn't, you know, but well, that all these people that needed to be fed, but who really, you know, didn't need us to do anything special or fancy. And so ordering food was helpful. Now, 
I try not to order food too often because there is a waste factor that I don't really enjoy from ordering takeout or delivery. Um, but to minimize sort of what was happening, we used all uh, real dishes, <laughs> and and that was and that actually made things. We use all like real plates, silverware, and cups, um, and it was it was actually not such a big deal uh, because we have a lot. So, I mean, we don't have so much, but we use the big plates and the small plates and, and everybody was fine. And there was about 23 people, I think, both two nights um, eating at our house. And it was fine. Was it perfect? No, but everybody had a great time because everybody was just hanging out and chilling. And, you know, it was, it was just a low-key sort of event. And so... People were, I think, really enjoying themselves because it was it was like low key light food. It was optional. People didn't have to join us if they didn't want to. But we sort of figured that like everybody's coming all this way, so we should just be like, you know, oh, we'll see you Thursday morning, and then we'll see you for Shabbat. We thought that it would be nice to have that extra family time. Anybody who didn't want to join didn't need to join. Like they could go out on their own if they wanted to, but the option was there that they could join us. And I think that that's what made it like very low key. You didn't have to come, but you could if you want to. And um, it was just like a really nice, fun way to spend time with family. And it was also the end days were over Hanukkah. So that was also nice too. Like the last night that everybody was there was the first night of Hanukkah. So that was nice also. Um, but in the first nights, at least it was just it was just a nice way, you know, so we ordered ordered this takeout and we try to like be as minimal with it as possible and I try to order from places that you know don't send things in plastic bags and I ask for no silverware and I ask for no packets and that kind of stuff so that we can reduce the amount of garbage that we're throwing out and I think that that's helpful I mean there is definitely was some garbage during that time but it was mostly um it was mostly paper actually because you know like the boxes that the food comes in um which and from the two places that I order, they send in like cardboard or like food safe, like boxes, um, cardboard boxes, really. So so that's that's what we did like before for the actual bar mitzvah. We for Thursday morning, we hired a caterer because, you know, I wasn't going to stand there and prepare for 150 people. And I don't have the space to store food for that many people. And I I just, I wanted to make some aspects of things easier. So I worked with a caterer who um, managed, managed a lot <laughs> of things for me. I tried to also minimize what I had to do while still maximizing like as much as I could in terms of, in terms of uh, economy. So I had... I had um, a caterer who managed Thursday morning. I had um, a tour travel agency who handled all the bookings for the hotel for guests who were coming. They also helped us um, with a tour guide and doing the tours that we did on Friday and on Sunday, which I will get to in a minute. Um, and basically, wherever I could sort of outsource things, that's what I did. <laughs> I outsourced wherever I could and didn't really cost me any more than if I would have done it myself because a lot of these companies work with these other companies and they get discounts and whatever for me that I can pass on to my guests and they're still making money. So 
it didn't actually cost me more to have a travel agent handle the hotels and all that kind of stuff. And it actually works out better because I didn't need to handle the headache of dealing with the hotel. <laughs> so they handled all their catering for Shabbat and everything like that. And that it was fine. So Thursday morning, we had catering at our Beit Knesset, at our shul, and we decorated the party room by ourselves. So that we did obviously prior to the event Thursday morning, and I'll and I'll talk about how I decorated it. But Thursday morning, what the caterer did, or or Wednesday night even, is she um, <laughs> she had tables brought in. We rented some tables. We didn't need chairs because the the Beit Knesset had chairs, and she handled ordering cloth tablecloths and cloth napkins and she didn't use any disposable dishes not one in order to cut down on waste in the party um in general we used all reusable dishes and silverware which she handled she used all reusable coffee cups and saucers and she used all reusable glasses additionally to cut back on bottled water and juices we had a fresh juice orange juice and grapefruit press so everybody could free squeeze their own juice um admittedly she did not bring enough <laughs> so we we did run out and i think also it was kind of a novelty and everybody was excited about it. Uh, but um, yeah, so we didn't use plastic bottles. The one thing that she did bring food in in a container was milk. Um, a lot of the stuff that she ordered came in cardboard boxes. Uh, so like like a lot of the like little mini quiches or pastries or whatever, they came in boxes. And so even though you can't recycle the boxes because they have like food waste on them, you they're still better than using plastic. So even going into the garbage, at least it has somewhat of a chance maybe to decompose before it gets moved into the landfill. Um, but it's certainly better than the plastic in the long run. There wasn't a lot of food left over, and I had discussed with her not having too much food left over. I think all in all, they threw out five bags of garbage, which which when I watched them do the cleanup, it was mostly food waste that was thrown away. So like, you know, food that people didn't uh, eat that was on the plates that obviously you can't really salvage and... um, you know, because people's eyes are bigger than their stomachs. And so just like a little word to the wise, when you go to an event, there's usually enough food that you can just take a little bit, a little taste of everything and then walk back up to the buffet and, and get more. So, so do that because the food waste was just really, really shocking. I don't think the bags were full. Um, but all in all, there I think five bags for 150 people is not really that much. And they weren't like huge, huge bags of trash. So I feel like from the waste perspective on Thursday morning, we did we did pretty, pretty good. <laughs> Thursday night, we all went out for dinner. So that also helped with the food waste. There was a lot of food left over from dinner, though. And since we were going away for Shabbat, I didn't want it to get thrown away. So I brought the leftover food from our restaurant uh, Thursday evening to my friend who was hosting some of my my son's uh, friends for Shabbat for dinner Friday night so that she didn't have to cook as much. And she was really, really grateful for the extra food and they used it and it was great and delicious. And so we tried to cut back on food waste there. Um, the way that I decorated the shul was that we... Um, 
we hung these paper lanterns from the ceiling. So, you know, there were a lot of them. There were maybe like 70 paper lanterns. Uh, we, we will take them down. I am planning another event this year and another event next year. I can also use them in my sukkah. I'm even thinking about having a small donate, a small decorations gamach. So that will, you know, is something on my list. <laughs> um, we had these like columns in the middle of the room that were really, really ugly. So I got these rolls of tulle fabric and I just ran that around the columns to cover it a little bit so that it looked nicer and they they look really nice so when we take that down um that will look much better <laughs> i mean we can reuse that uh and it made it look like significantly better and then um i had these pictures made up of um my son and different members of our family and we hung them all over the how all over the all over the big knesset on the bottom and that was really great <laughs> and they everybody loved them and my son really loved them and it was a little surprise he didn't want a slideshow which what i i would have preferred to do because it's less ways obviously but i plan to give a lot of those foam core pictures to people um who are in them because i think it's like a nice thing to do uh so that will be less wasteful because those people will reuse them and some of the pictures I can even reuse for my other kids. So that's exciting. The other thing that I had for decoration was that I set up a like a photo booth for the kids to take pictures. So I used some of the um, I used some paper flowers. We made some paper flowers, which we can recycle in the paper recycling when we're done with them. Um, we took paper flowers and I decorated like a, a stand and I got like a, uh, a backdrop. I got a backdrop that could that had like a design on it and a print and the kids like took pictures and it was super fun and the room looked great and I think the touch of like the nice festive cloth tables and tablecloths and napkins made it look really really great uh, and I was glad that we did that and she set them up like in a really nice pretty way and I, I was really really pleased oh centerpieces one of the things I got for centerpieces because I didn't want the tables to look too boring was I actually got um, this lady who makes cupcakes into f like and decorates them as flowers and so she made like these baskets that sat in the middle of the table of edible <laughs> edible cupcakes laura made cupcakes and they were delicious and everybody loved them and the baskets she's taking back so that she can reuse them for other parties and they it looked really really nice and the kids loved that there were these cupcakes on the table another thing that i had been thinking about was doing like um different size glass glass vases uh to put different kinds of candies in but in the end I decided not not to do that to go with the cupcakes I really like the cupcakes I thought it was just an interesting touch cupcakes are not a big thing in Israel so I think it was just a nice thing for for you know the Israeli kids because you know it's fun and it's something special and unique sort of about us one thing that I couldn't get away from really was wrapped candies to throw at the bar mitzvah boy. I did use Sunkiss candies. Um, I don't know a good alternative, you know, for using candies when you're throwing at a kid. Um, they really do have to be wrapped because, you know, they go on the floor. So it's kind of gross if they're not wrapped. So um, we didn't put them in bags, though. We just 
through them kaha as is and it was fine and it was beautiful and my uh, aunt had brought all these sun-kissed candies from America and the kids thought they were great because you know it was new it was a different kind of candy for them it wasn't this standard taffies that they usually throw here plus those are really soft and they're great um, and so that wasn't that was nice and it's just like something that was a special touch you know for us and I think like even though I don't feel like we went totally crazy and totally nuts with everything that was happening for the bar mitzvah, I feel like it was those small little details like the cupcakes or the special candies that made it special and unique for my son. Uh, because we had so many, so that was Thursday, and because we had so many people visiting, and I assumed that they wanted to tour, and I also assumed that everybody would like to spend some time together, um, I arranged for two days of touring on Friday and on Sunday and we took like a really nice tour of Kesaria and of Zichron Yaakov. Um, we went to the ruins in Kesaria and we went to the Rothschild Gardens in uh, Zichron Yaakov and we had lunch at the Kesaria port and it was lovely <laughs> um, and I had like I just I hired a tour bus for all of us to go together and a tour guide and that was a really nice uh, it was a really really nice it was great. Um, we used my on tours and our tour guide was Amir Katz. And he was just, he is great. And the tour, the bus drivers were funny and great. And they were nice and kind. And so, so that was really great. Um, on, fr on Sunday, we actually did a tour of Akko. We did the speedboat in the, in the bay. And we went through the old city and the shook. And um, it was just, it was fun. It was nice. <laughs> Everybody had a great time. Um, it was just like a really great experience. We had lunch at this place called Alto, which is in a kibbutz uh, right near Akko. And it's a goat farm and they have like a all goat cheese restaurant and everything I thought was really delicious. Um, so that's what we did for the exterior days. And then after that tour on Sunday, everybody was just sort of on their own and they could do whatever they wanted. Some people stayed on, some people didn't stay on. We did a few airport runs Sunday night. So it was great. And, um, you know, it was it was easy because then after that, that was like the official time that the bar mitzvah was done. Right. OK, so let's go backward today and we'll talk about Chavez. So. On Shabbat, we um, we had the hotel basically do everything. And I think that that's sort of the advantage to being in Israel is like the hotels, they're kosher and they're equipped for handling Shabbat. And um, it's easy to organize because it's like they already know what to do. So it's not like I have to explain it to them. And I don't have to get a separate caterer because the hotel's already kosher. So there's nothing for me like really extra to do. And um, basically what we did was we didn't want to do tefillah with the rest of the hotel. So we had asked them for our own private room for tefillah. And we did that. Uh, we had our own minyan Friday night. We had our own minyan Shabbat morning. And what we did was we had a small kiddush, a small kiddush after tefillah on Shabbat morning. And then everybody went to lunch together. Um, it was great. <laughs> the hotel brought like all these cakes and and like little crackers and coffee and tea and and everything was not disposable because it's in the hotel. So they have all of the things that you need. So everything was basically zero waste. Almost all the food was eaten. Uh, the stuff that wasn't like the extra teas and stuff, obviously those things they can reuse. I think that there was not a lot of food waste 
um, at, at that kiddush. There was um, lunch after that, and then and, and previously there was dinner Friday night. In the hotels, they serve it as buffet style. Uh, so, you know, you choose what you want to eat. <laughs> I didn't really look at everybody's plate, so I don't know what was left over. But basically, everybody, there's a lot of choices and everybody can choose what they want to eat. And it's great. <laughs> and it's really nice. And I didn't have to cook it. So that was great because I think you all know how I feel about making, uh, <laughs> cooking too much. I don't, I don't love to cook too much. So, so this was just like a really great way for me to enjoy my guests and it didn't actually cost that much more than if I would have done it myself per person. Plus then I didn't have to do it myself and I didn't have to have people in my house. And in December in Israel, it can be kind of rainy and we didn't know if it was going to be rainy or not. And so that's why we decided to do it in the hotel for Shabbat and in the shul on Thursday because we figured that, you know, it would be easy for everybody to take a cab over Thursday morning from the hotel. Um, but, you know, we didn't want to have people walking from the hotel to the Beit Knesset on Shabbat because we didn't know if it was going to be raining. And it's a little bit uphill because it's Haifa and Haifa is really hilly. So it's a little bit uphill and it's a little bit downhill. And there's a lot of steps either way. <laughs> and, you know, we just felt like that would be a better alternative for people who, you know, for for people so that they wouldn't have to walk on Shabbat and uh, we have a little bit of an older crowd so the walk could be a little bit difficult so that's what we did and it was fabulous and it was beautiful and we had a great time <laughs> and I'm super happy with the way that it turned out and I think that we reduced our waste as much as possible one thing that I didn't say yet which I will touch on right now is that I did leave gift bags in everybody's room um, with some food and like local information. So we printed local information guides and the itinerary for the weekend on recycled paper. And we, um, I included water bottles, which I normally never do. However, with tourists, you really have to be careful about what you're drinking uh, when you're a tourist because it's easy to get sick. And we had some babies in the crowd and I didn't want the babies to be sick from, you know, drinking things that from tap water or whatever. So we did include bottled water for our guests. I also included individually wrapped medications because a lot of people don't travel with medications. And so I wanted to make sure that, you know, everybody would have something that they needed in case they needed something. So we included a small pack of Tums, a pack of Advil, a pack of Tylenol, um, a package of anti-diarrhea medicine. We included also a pack of Pepto-Bismol. And um, it was great. <laughs> they were individually wrapped packages, but I think that they came in handy for some people. And I'm glad that I did that, even though there is a bigger waste aspect to it, because it made me feel like I was really taking care of my guests in a way that in like a small detail way and, and something they might not have thought of. I also included a tin menorah and a box of candles because I knew that some people would forget to bring candles and that their trip was going to be over Hanukkah and that they would want to light candles. It's really nice in hotels in Israel over Hanukkah in the lobby. All the Hanukkiot are lit, are lit together and it looks really, really beautiful. But um, so we so we did include a box of candles and a small tin menorah. Um, anyways, the tin menorah is totally recyclable. The candles get used up anyhow. And um, we included some small food packages, which again, there was a waste issue, but you know how you're traveling and you get kind of stuck sometime and you're hungry. So 
We just wanted to make sure that our guests were taken care of. It's not something that we normally would have done or that we would have preferred to do in that way. But for lack of anything better, I think that that made it, you know, fine. Um, And we put everything in a reusable bag and used a note card to attach. And the hotel put it in everybody's room. And it was really perfect. The whole event was great. And sometimes I feel like maybe I missed my calling. I should have been an event planner. It just... The space felt nice. The whole atmosphere was nice. Everything was nice. Gilad took great pictures. Wow. It was just, it was such a great experience. Now I want to order a few of the pictures for my mom, who sadly was not able to attend and who could still use your could still use your tefillot. Her name is Esther Batsara. So please continue to pray for her. But I would like to give my mom some pictures because she wasn't there and also send some to my mother-in-law because I think that is just a really nice gesture. So I'm going to make just a small photo book for them. Um, and that's it. The rest of our pictures will live digitally on our computer <laughs> uh, or I'll put them on a slideshow on the computer so it can run constantly for the kids in the background. Uh, they just It was just such a fun, fun experience. And sometimes, like I said, I do kind of feel like maybe I should have been an event planner. That could have been a cool thing. But honestly, I'm super happy about the way that it turned out. It was just such a great event. I feel like I could have done a few more things, a little bit more zero wasty. But uh, overall, I'm happy with what happened. And I think that I did a really good job reducing making a party or having a big event and, and really being conscientious about what was going on. And that to me is the most important thing. And I think that made me super happy. <laughs> and that that's part of what made it enjoyable for me, I think. But also that I just repeated to myself, like, this is a happy occasion. And I'm just going to enjoy myself. And of course, things go wrong sometimes. But like, whatever, that's life. I think that by also outsourcing some of the things and taking some of the responsibility off of my shoulder made the whole experience also more enjoyable for me, that I didn't cook everything myself, that I was okay with saying, hey, I'm ordering hamburgers for 30 people. I don't need to have that specially catered. I'm just going to order hamburgers. And that was also fine. And and I don't think that everybody wants to just, you know, have fussy, finicky food all the time. Like, it's nice sometimes, but sometimes you just want a hamburger. <laughs> so I ordered a few different kinds, chicken and vegetarian and 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 meat and lamb, and it was great. And everybody, I feel like, enjoyed, enjoyed themselves. Was every moment perfect? No. Is every moment always going to be perfect? No. Do I feel like I did a great job? Totally. Do I feel like I enjoyed myself and most people did? Absolutely. And I think that that's the most important thing. And so no matter what sort of event or simcha you're planning, I think the most important thing you can do for yourself when you're planning these smachot is you can say to yourself, this is a happy event and I'm not going to get upset over a happy event. And honestly, it's gonna. if you keep repeating that to yourself as a mantra, this is a happy occasion. I am not going to get upset over a happy occasion. It's going to make it easier for you to move forward when something does go wrong and just be like, yeah, that's okay. Let's roll with it. Let's make it work. And that's it. It's going to be fine. Because in the end, it's just a bar mitzvah, right? Or it's just a wedding, or it's just a an engagement party, or it's just a Brit. Like, it's just an event. 
no one's going to remember if, you know, the tablecloths were the wrong color. And maybe even if they do, it will be like a crazy joke in 10 years and it will be hilariously funny. So, you know, when you're recapping it, like, you know, remember that this is, you know, it's just, it's it's a happy occasion and there's really no reason to get upset over it. If there's any details that you want to know about my Simcha, please feel free to send me an email, Rebecca at RebeccaSaltzman.com, or you can leave me a voicemail. There's a lot of listener questions piling up. So over the next few weeks, I'm going to compile them and I'm going to have a listener review uh, episode. So that'll be great. If you have any questions, again, free f- feel free to email me or to leave me a voicemail. If you're ready to get your time managed, head over to BalaganBegone.com and click on courses and you can get instant access for $47 to the five module time management course that's there. Each module has on average five videos in it. You can go through most of the class in even one day and implement a lot of the information right away. But I do recommend you sort of take a little bit of time and go through the course maybe one day, one module a day. That would be great and that will be the way to help you retain the most information. But if you really, really want to get your time under control, if you want to learn how to spend less time procrastinating and more time getting things done, and if you want to have a successful, you know, day-to-day feeling at the end of the day where you're like, yes, I got things done today, you are going to want to invest in the It's About Time Management course. Again, head to balaganbegone.com for and click on courses for more information and to get started right away. And if you have any questions, you can feel free to send me an email at Rebecca at RebeccaSaltzman.com or leave a voice message on the voice message system. So for now, I wish you all a great week and happy organizing. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Organization podcast. You can find Rebecca on Twitter and Instagram at BalaGonBegon and on Pinterest as Rebecca Saltzman. Visit BalaGonBegon.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates.